This conference will now be recorded. Good evening, Homestale Borough Council meeting. March 28th, 2022, James Hamill presiding. Welcome, anyone who would like to speak before Borough Council is uh, asked to use the sign-in book to register. You're already pre-registered. Those that are listening online, you'll be asked uh, by the presider when it is appropriate to unmute and to speak. All microphones are live. Mr. Mayor, do you think we have any folks tonight to uh, share with us any prayers or otherwise, or just a moment of silence as usual? Uh, just a, um, just something I read today that I thought was uh, kind of inspiring, considering the goal. Nice. And uh, we can certainly wait a, a few more minutes because we'll kick it off at six. And, uh, so. If there weren't mics around, I'm sure we could all have a comment here too. Mr. Mayor, I do see uh, some folks online, and obviously we have members of the public here, full council uh, present as well as long as well as the secretary and solicitor. So you are certainly free to uh, lead us into tonight's meeting if you're All right. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, so I was reading today about the, uh, the Lenape people who used to live around here, still do to a certain extent, but traditional lands of which we are, um, you know, having this meeting upon tonight. And thinking back on spring, which we recently had the Equinox uh, for, there were a couple ways in which that was distinguished that I read about that I thought were pretty cool to think about. One was spring being the time when the shad fish return, and the other being spring being the time in which the frogs begin to sing. So for us, we follow the calendar, thinking of a different way to count for the passage of time. I thought quite interesting and particularly on a cold day like this. I can't speak to the shad, but I know the frogs have been seen kind of recently, so hopefully that's a hopeful note for us going forward. And opening day of trap this Saturday too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for that tonight, Mr. Mayor. Uh, we'll call this meeting to order at six o'clock PM, Ms. Boltanis. And if we could all please rise for a pledge of allegiance. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us here virtually and in person in Borough Hall. We'd like to uh, 
take a roll call of borough officials, please. And uh, if you are on virtual, please make note of that as well. Uh, those in person uh, can also make note of that as well for Ms. Boltanis. James Hamill. Here, present, in person. Jason Newbon. Present. William McAllister. Present. Michael Ojello. Present, in person. David Nielsen. Present. James Jennings. Here. Jared Newbon. Here, in person. Mayor Derek Williams. Present, in person. Solicitor Richard Henry. Present, in person. DPW Director Dan Brown. Present, virtual. Secretary Judith Poltanis, present here at City Hall. Fire Chief Steve Bates. Present, virtual. Police Chief Rick Setherton. Present, virtual. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you, Ms. Poltanis. Um, currently, we're at number four, additions to the agenda. Were there any that council wanted to proffer tonight before we get into the meat of the agenda? I know due to a recent change in 2021, we would have to do this at this point uh, by vote. Hearing none, we'll move on to the public comment period. This is for uh, topics pertaining to the agenda. And Ms. Tracy Schwartz, if, if you're the first who'd like to speak to us tonight, you can certainly go to the podium, please, and let us uh, uh, know the spelling of your name, please, and uh, your title and or address of, of business, please. So my name is Tracy Schwartz, T-R-A-C-Y-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z. I am here tonight representing the Wayne Library Alliance and the Wayne County Public Library here in Honesdale. I simply wanted to let the Borough Council know that from uh, April 3rd through April 9th, we will be celebrating National Libraries Week. And since I feel fairly strongly that the uh, libraries are a vital resource, resource within the community, I wanted to let you know that we will be having a celebration all week long. Um, this week's theme, or this month's, this year's theme is connecting at your library. And I did want to issue an invitation to the council and to the mayor to come to the library and connect with your public. Um, sometimes it's easier for people to connect with local government in um, a, a place that's a little less intimidating than a borough council meeting. So I would love to have any or all of you in whatever numbers that you would like to come, come and connect with your public on the Thursday evening or the Friday afternoon from about nine or from about noon until 1.30 if you would like to come and speak to your public. It's really important to us that people learn more about their civic duty and about what happens in the borough council and in local government. So I wanted to issue that invitation. And if any of you live not necessarily um, close to our library here, we have six li or seven libraries throughout the entire county and I would invite you to drop by and visit one of them throughout that particular week. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I know that that's a, a place near and dear to my family's heart, right around the block from us, uh, having grown up here too, knowing the, the major impact that the libraries had in our community for generations, let alone during this recent two-year uh, pandemic stretch where you, you guys have uh, pivoted and, and learned different ways to service you know, different sectors of the community. And I do applaud you folks for all that you do and, and certainly believe that the recognition is due for the library in this upcoming 
week in April, but let alone that than every day of the year. Anybody on council have any questions or comments regarding the library and Ms. Schwartz's invitation? And I know Ms. Viswani loves coming every to every uh, borough council meeting and she does as much as she possibly can to spread all of the information that she learns about here to our board and to our friends board as well. So thank you for welcoming her. Thank you. Tracy, is the invite for Thursday evening open-ended or do you have a certain time? So I was looking at perhaps 4.30 to 5.30 or 5.45. We close at 6. So I figured about an hour. And again, um, we can never guarantee that there's going to be a huge turnout, but we are going to publicize it. So if you could let me know whether you would prefer both times, the Thursday evening and the Friday afternoon or just one or the other, then I will publicize that as you see fit. And, and your contact info is included in the packet then after you had reached out as well. So I think if any members sure. of council want to reach out and RSVP if, if they will, or the mayor, they can certainly do so. And that'll let you know ahead of time, I think, what you can plan for. And as always, if there's anything that we can do to help the council, we're here for you. Vice versa. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Would there be anybody else uh, in person or uh, virtually who would like to speak to cons uh, agenda items currently on the agenda for tonight's meeting? I, I Mr. Vance? Okay. Sure. There is. Yes. That'd be great. Commentary probably, and then I do have a little an outline to make it brief, so I don't. Sorry. Yeah, but okay. So where did I start? I have to start over. Well, if yeah, I'd like to reserve my time until you get to the stormwater part of the agenda, and at that time, I'd like to hear what you reported, what what you have for me. I'm sure I'll have some commentary, and then I have a brief. I usually don't have notes. But I just have a fairly brief outline. I'd like to go over it. Has a few questions as to when, whatever. I'll, I'll wait till you get to that point. Thank you, Mr. Okay. Cousins. We Thank appreciate you. that very much. Anybody else currently uh, for items on the agenda? Hearing none, we can move on to action on minutes of previous meetings. I know that that was included. Hi. My name is uh, Jessica Machuda. Judy, hi, is this the time I would go? I believe that if there is nothing pertaining to the topic that you wanted to discuss on the meeting, we could hold that a little bit later. There is a second public comment period uh, at the end of the meeting. And based on the agenda, hopefully this will be a pretty quick one. Okay, I'm here to discuss the Memorial Day Parade. Okay. And we usually uh, create the agenda the Friday before uh, the Monday meeting. And if you guys are able to get information to the borough office ahead of that time, we can get you on the agenda for future meetings. And I think Ms. Boltanis has alluded to as much. Um, and knowing that the Memorial Day Parade is something near and dear to the community, that's something that we have time to, I think, um, discuss potentially even at uh, meetings in April, if that works for you folks. So if I understand correctly, we're not discussing the Memorial Day Parade then now? Uh, not currently. If you did want to stay around till the public comment period at the end of the meeting, you could certainly bring up any uh, questions or concerns or or suggestions regarding the Memorial Day meeting or parade at this meeting. Okay. All right. 
Any, anybody else? All right, we'll move on to the minutes. Um, we'll entertain a motion for the approval of the council minutes from March 14th. Second. <laughs> Somebody has to make that first. <laughs> Mr. Jennings with a motion. There's a, is there a second from Mr. Nelson? Yes. Yes, second. second from Mr. Nelson. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. The minutes have been approved. We're on to the treasurer's report, please. Number seven. And would that be you, Mr. Newbound? Yes, Thank you. There's a motion on the floor for Mr. Jared Dubon. Is there a second? Second. Second for Mr. McAllister. Is there any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you. We had the requests portion and we had Ms. Schwartz already speak to us regarding her invitation to connect with the local government at the Wayne County Public Library. Thank you again for your attendance. And we also have a request from the Greater Homesdale Partnership for cleanup on borough properties along Main Street. I know that that has also been included in your packets tonight. And uh, that has come by way of the GHP from SCI Waymart, I believe that the, the office staff there has been given a task of going out monthly and doing acts of kindness. And they've chosen Honesdale Borough for their Earth Day cleanup. And there is uh, some discussion there regarding Ms. Burns from GHP. If she is online, she's certainly welcome to share any perspective there. I am here and um, I can answer any questions. I mean, we just really need to get a list of what exactly we want done from them. Uh, and I think they're willing. The most thing that they wanted to do was they wanted to plant flowers and clean up the flower beds in Central Park. From my understanding, there is a couple of different groups that actually takes care of Central Park. So, excuse me, we thought maybe they can do the mulch um, in that little flower garden right alongside of the borough and maybe some mulch over by the Fred Miller Pavilion. And then the rest of it would be picking up debris or any kind of garbage that they see on um, Main Street, cleaning up anything that, you know, is visually not nice to look at. <laughs> Um, on Main Street, the railroad tracks, that kind of stuff. If there are other things that I, I, I think we can get like at least four groups of them. There's 15 of them. We could probably put out four groups of people. So if you have other ideas, I'm I'm ready. Just Ms. let Burns, me know. Ms. Burns, I think between Ms. Boltanis, uh, members of the committees here, including Parks and Rec and, and Streets could certainly uh, formulate maybe a laundry list and a priority list of, of places that could be tackled by those volunteers. 
And then I think all we would need then is a, a certificate of insurance um, based on you know that group's uh, involvement on behalf of the GHP, correct? I've already sent it. I sent that uh, this afternoon when I got it. That's very helpful. Thank you. Ms. Boltanis, anything to that? Other than I did speak to uh, Jamie Stunkard from Nature's Grace who takes care of the borough lot and a mulch is what he needs. So we can just coordinate what we would normally give him on that date and they can spread it. And if the Parks and Rec Committee is fine, we will also do the same thing down at the Miller Pavilion because DPW can put it there the day before. I know that there was some conversation about the pool. I mean, I think we should send a group up to that area to clean up. Um, do you have bags and like, would you be able to supply any of the things that they need to clean up with? I think maybe it warrants a discussion based on the, the planning and procurement of those types of things. Because okay. at this juncture, right, I, think, I think we're just trying to give the A-OK -okay for this to happen, you know, based upon what the priority list would be from different committees and, and different department heads. Is that all okay, right with you? Perfect. Yes, that's perfect. I just didn't know if we needed an OK for you to supply that stuff. I think we'll take that uh, under advisement and, and bring that up at that meeting. Uh, Mr. Jennings, or anybody else from the, from the committee chair standpoint? Thoughts or concerns about this, or should we uh, move to uh, give approval for the SCI Waymark kind, Kindness Group to take care of our borough on the 22nd? Do you need a motion? I think we do need a motion, correct, Ms. Patanis? Yeah, so I make the motion to uh, grant approval for SCI Waymark volunteers to help beautify town at our various um, town parks. Second. There's a motion from Mr. Jennings, second from Mr. Jason Newbon. Any discussion on that motion? Hearing none, uh, all in favor say aye. aye. Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you very much, Ms. Uh, Burns, for bringing those folks to our borough. And uh, we want to thank uh, Ms. Griffiths as well for spearheading that from the SEI Waymart standpoint. And we'll discuss things. Uh, we have a little less than a month to prepare for that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ms. Burns. All right, we're on to reports, and Mr. Solicitor, you are up first, sir. Very, very briefly, Ms. Bocanis and I worked on a proposal that I think that probably would aid the borough in addressing food trucks or the prominence of food trucks. I think that that's something council should take into consideration. I think that uh, Councilman Jennings will have a very expansive report in regard to uh, stormwater, and we were back and forth on a couple issues today. And I think the importance of one of the things would be to have, even if it's on an informal basis, an informal monitor. So all of the different entities and or individuals, if they're going to do anything that has anything to do with stormwater or related, it would report to some individual. Um, I did send over the indemnification language in regard to potential park use. I think that that should go back to the Parks and Rec Commission. And if uh, they are content with exempting individuals who are going to have less than 75 participants and or less than six hours, then if they they can exempt the insurance requirement and just plug in the indemnification agreement or the indemnification language, and I believe that that would probably uh, suit the Parks and Rec Commission as well as Council. Uh, that's all I have to report at this time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Henry. I did have a quick question regarding the food trucks you mentioned. I did note on the zoning, um, uh, 
portion of the report, there was a, a, a line there that talked about a food truck application um, that had been either paid for for $100. Ms. Pultanis, that might be something you know. Uh, if a food truck has a stationary location, uh, several of them in the past have applied for zoning permits with permission of businesses. So if you saw, there's one location that had various uh, food trucks or that, that type of vendors, then they went and actually purchased a, they actually filed a zoning permit and they were zoned that way to be there. Okay. So that dovetails with what you're talking about, Mr. Henry. Correct. Right. There, there's, there's a distinction between the two. And Mr. McConnell and I talked about that because last year that's exactly what occurred, that through one of the local businesses, that individual acquired a zoning permit. But it was going to stay there for, I guess, most of the season, I believe. Yes, because once they get the zoning permit, the zoning permit's good for, we made it good for the remainder of the year. Okay. And then they reapplied every year for that zoning permit. Okay. Uh, because right now we have four applications for food trucks at various times in the borough, at various events in the borough. So that's why I needed to speak with the solicitor about this and how we go about permitting it when there are other activities in the borough going on. So I definitely would like to you know, talk about, can we as the office permit these things when there's another larger organizational event happening in town? Understood, and that would be something for zoning to take into its community. I really don't know. It's, it's really for all of you, but that is a greater discussion because I have four applications right now for food trucks for things throughout the spring and summer in the borough and trying to work out whether they fit into a permit application or not is difficult. Understood. Any other questions then for the solicitor in his report? Thank you. All right, hearing none, Mr. Mayor, you're up next. Thank you. <coughs> so I just want to talk a little bit tonight. I'll pass this out quick. Now, this is part of a longer discussion, of course. These are just some illustrations to tell a little bit of um, the story. But I'm talking about meeting. Uh, we were talking about the rapid flashing beacon and potential alternative ways to, to note pedestrian crossings throughout throughout town. So this is just kind of a long-term goal of mine to you know, pay extra attention to and talk to um, the streets committee about and everything. But just for illustrative purposes, you know, you see Homesdale here, we got our rapid flashing beacons. This is the Church Street crossing. We, um, there's a Holly example with that center of the line crossing, which we've explored before here in the town. Um, on the back page, you got Milford Milford there, just kind of adding a signage visual component to the sub-crossing itself. And then down on Linden, New Jersey, where I just happened to be over the weekend, there's a similar bit of signage, which is very much like our rapid flashing beacon, where it shows a pedestrian and then an arrow directing toward the crosswalk. And with that one in particular, I thought it's interesting to keep in mind, because we already have that signage attached to each flashing beacon. So as we roll those flashing beacons out throughout town, uh, a cheaper way to kind of advance that tool incrementally might be to put those first chunks of signage there. And what I think would be helpful there is that if that type of signage, A, it's cheaper, but B, it tells more reoccurring regular story of each crosswalk that people are walking there. And it's the, um, the, uh, the driver's legal obligation to yield to pedestrians in those crosswalks. And while I find the 
flashing beacons really helpful. They are expensive and they tend to create a very like hyper visual example of someone crossing the street. And in our downtown area where we have people walking all the time, I'm afraid that that's creating kind of a behavioral pattern in the drivers who are already kind of thinking one way and driving a little fast anyway, mm. and has kind of focused their attention to the most noticeable instance of someone crossing the street. And it isn't building necessarily reoccurring, like I drafted here in the day, and you're looking for pedestrians everywhere type of mindset, which could be, could be helpful. So um, this is just a, a visual illustration as this conversation progresses. And I, as the weather warms up, I'd like to do some walking audits out of the mayor's office and put some more thorough reports together with the streets committee and talk about it. So just something to keep in mind as we, uh, as we move into the spring. I know speaking on behalf of, you know, many other folks in town too, that's a concern uh, as it has been in previous years. And so thank you for bringing more attention to that. Um, and I would submit that, you know, there, there's a lot of different aspects that we could look at from the standpoint of enforcement, but let alone um, painting of sidewalk uh, crosswalks. I know that those do fade over time and that, you know, this time of year would be an opportune time to, to make sure that they stand out uh, amongst traffic, let alone signage. So um, if there's anything I think that the rest of the council could do and, and the borough, I think to make things safer, we really should. Anybody I really appreciate it. This is nice. Uh, the only thing is the examples are dissimilar to Homesdale because unfortunately we have two lanes going the same direction where every other example is one lane going either direction. And it's the same problem. When someone stops for a pedestrian, the person in the other lane says, hey, look, that guy stopped. And they don't, <laughs> that's about as far as it goes until then you see a human coming across the hood of the next guy's car. So the, the two-way is a big problem. The, I mean, the two, you know, having two-way would be nice. Uh, the one-way was a big problem. Yeah, I agree. It seems that uh, a lot of our recent round of concerns came about that traffic switch. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how much we can do. I mean, flashing lights, drawing lines on the street. I mean, if you want to put stoplights every corner, <laughs> I mean, it might come to that. I mean... I know it's baked into the revitalization plan with a lot of traffic calming measures that could potentially slow traffic, yeah. make sure that they're looking out for the you know, pedestrians who would cross the two lanes of one-way traffic. Another thought that occurred to me just as you, know, you do walk in the areas of the north end of town where traffic comes across the Main Street Bridge or the southern end of town where traffic comes across the 4th Street Bridge on a church, Potentially, we could even discuss maybe having something that lets drivers know there are going to be a lot of pedestrians and it's not a game of fraud. There's there's just like a real important need to get them as they're entering that corridor of traffic, mm -hmm. because eventually we are going to have another fatality. I know we had one recently in, in the past couple of years, and, and that's not what I think this borough wants to see at all. Um, and so any measure that we could take, whether it's getting people when they enter those corridors to to be alert and try to message to them before they get there and then at each individual crosswalk as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, un unfortunately, the one of the few ways that people will start to pay attention is if you ticket them and there's not a really good system for us to ticket them at this point, mm -hmm. especially when you have a incredibly long straight shot without any need to stop, right? So it's a wide street, there's two lanes of traffic. 
there's no stops, you know, there's no intentional stopping. You stop for pedestrians or cars that, you know, are in the, in the roadway. The only way I think um, outside of these measures, which cost the borough a ton of money um, and there's, they take time and they take a lot of buy-in and understanding from the community is ticket people somehow like, and have the word get out. And that is a not great experience, but it's, extremely dangerous on Main Street and Church Street when you're trying to walk to get food or when you're trying to walk to a park or take your family out on a stroll and enjoy a nice day. So any and every measure that we can do and take, I think is important. And it's like the incremental improvements um, to help people um, navigate the streets, but also help drivers know they're not the only ones that enjoy the town. So. Would it be completely out of line to put, I mean, we have no traffic lights, right? There's not one from bridge to bridge. Would it be out of line to put one or two lights? I think that would run into the issue of it being a pen dot. Yeah, they would have to be synced, of course, so that they both were green and both were red. And there's just a lot of process involved there, correct? Uh, right, but if we wanted to request one at even the mid-block crosswalk that existed, mm -hmm. okay. you know, there is a lot of bureaucracy that was involved with that as well. There are surveys that have to be done for a traffic signal. Uh, sometimes you have to do the registration of how many fatalities are at a uh, intersection, but there's always a recourse for, if you really wanted it, there would be a way for the borough to actually install a traffic signal. You just have to go through the motions and the, the paperwork like you would like when we did for the other lane on 4th Street. So it is possible. It's a process. It won't be popular, but, but, it's, <laughs> but it might save somebody's life, so. Exactly. <laughs> Anything else in regards to Mr. Mayor's report or Mr. Mayor's help? Thank you so much for bringing that to light. We really appreciate that. On to the police chief's report. Mr. Southerton, you're online, sir. I don't have a copy of the police report. Either the mayor or the chairman of the safety committee should have it. Okay. Uh, Mr. Newbon, you have that in front of you, sir. Sure. Uh, with the police report, we have crime reported are 18, cleared are 16, traffic citations were 11, criminal were one, warnings were zero. Arrest, we had four adults and two juveniles. Property stolen was a value of $669. Property recovered was a value of two hundred five dollars. That concludes the police report. Thank you. I believe there might be a little bit of a correction there. That was just. Uh, I believe you mentioned sixteen. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. There were six crimes cleared, not sixteen. All right. So still twelve outstanding, and uh, we appreciate that report. Uh, as the mayor has noted in the past, there's a little bit deeper um, reporting system that exists, you know, um, behind those numbers, and uh, certainly we are always. Uh, I think trying to be as transparent as possible to help the public understand, you know, that the police force, uh, you know, responds to things when they do happen and uh, tackles them uh, as best as they can in the current situation. Was there anything else uh, from public safety or uh, especially from the police chief uh, being present this evening? Not for me, I'm, no. All right, thank you. We'll move on to public works. Mr. Brown, you're online as well. Would you like to? Correct. This is, this is Dan Brown, Director of Public Works. Um, for my February report um, for streets, we've been doing multiple meter repairs, meter collections. Um, month of February was around the clock snow events with having them weekends and dailies. 
um, plowed snow and removed from streets. And we're still doing multiple PA one call uh, locates. Um, buildings, we did attic cleaned, organized in City Hall. Basement of City Hall was redone with all LED light bulbs. Um, we did some minor upgrades downstairs. Stormwater with the rain events and the melting of the events from the 70 degrees to 70 below. Um, we've been having issues with storm drains getting froze up, water in there, and then refreezing. Um, we've been working tackling that. Parks and recreation, we've been doing uh, walk through the parks for debris and branches after the windstorms. Weekly trash pickups, clearing of sidewalks for snow and ice uh, repeatedly. And we, uh, towards the end of February, and currently we are starting to pre-spring cleanup of Apple Grove and Central Park. Um, just going around mopping things up, getting the branches, um, stuff like that. Just trying to shape things up. Um, <clears throat> that's all for the monthly report. Now, currently the street sweeper has been out religiously. Um, the next two days it won't be out due to cold temperatures and with the water system on the truck, I don't want lines freezing up or breaking, um, stuff like that. We have been maintaining that aspect. Um, and in April 5th, the DPW, the entire department's going to Pike County Training Center for a road maintenance uh, seminar held by LTAP, which is the local technical, oh, I got it here. It's, it's put on by PennDOT. It's a local technical associate uh, program. And what they do is it's through PennDOT and they just help train us on their ways and try to get different aspects. So we're, gonna, we're trying to keep up with that and trying different aspects and try to help better maintain our roads. And that's all I have at the moment. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Anything further from council for Mr. Brown? Hearing none, onto the Economic and Revitalization Committee report. And we do uh, offer that time for both council members on that committee as well as Ms. Burns to, to address council. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped buildings, Mr. Uh, I was okay with that, actually. Mr. Yeah. Nelson. No, we'll go back to you, sir. I, you, you've been uh, hard at work, let's let's just say. And uh, the Economic and Revitalization Committee can. Hang out for just right. one moment. Billings doesn't have a lot to report. I just have updates. There's no reports, nothing to report, just updates. So we, uh, for the elevator, we had the inspection. We had some failures. Uh, four of them, three of them have been repaired and paid for. That's done. One I'm still working on. Um, the electric has been done. All those over there is done. Uh, up in the attic is finished. There's more to do in the basement. And there's something to address in the police building, which I'll get to eventually. Um, in the police building, there's a hanging of the air conditioner, rehanging of the air handler in the, in the office, but I, I have to get in there. Um, I'll talk about that some other time, but, but it's, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, last thing is I, last meeting, we put in a request for, what was this? I made a motion for a motion to request the architect or a, the, yeah, so that's happening on Thursday. I have someone coming on Thursday. To give us a look around and to give us a scope of work for the building. Perfect. And that's the report or update, as you will. Everything's looking very good, Mr. Nelson. Thank Thanks. you again for your attention to detail there with so many different things uh, uh, regarding these older structures. Anybody else for buildings? Hearing none. Now we can get to Economic Revitalization Committee. Ms. Burns, you're online, or anybody else here at Council? 
Well, I have some great news. The designation application went through PDC. They said it looked great. The only feedback I had was that uh, um, we need to have higher salaries. I don't think they really understand where we live. Um, but that was the only feedback that we got on the application, although it did take three times. But it that was the the only thing. Um, it's gone to PDC or to DCED. They expect to have it done in April. So it's very exciting. It's well into 320 some pages. Uh, the second that it is improved, approved at DCED, I will have a copy printed out for the borough, a hard copy, and email a copy. Um, I see that you have the Kubota grant on the application. I did put in for that Kubota grant also for the park. Was that uh, the extent of your report, Ms. Burns? Or are you just... Yeah. <laughs> We're flying blind here. Let us know if you have anything more to add. Uh, GHP will do a media uh, blitz of designation, what it means, why it's important. Um, you know, how prestigious it is for us all when we're all as we are um, designated and approved, we plan on putting that out, you know, radio, press, everything. So that is it. Thank you, guys. Sure, Ms. Burns, anything that you need from uh, the borough, we are here to assist you in that and appreciate all the hard work that has gone into that. I know that it's been a painstakingly long process, but should provide dividends for the borough uh, at, a, at a critical time. As we've mentioned, there are safety issues, there's infrastructure issues, and of course, a, a great uh, opportunity to revitalize the downtown. So thank you again. Anything else from council? Hearing none, uh, we'll move on to the finance committee report. Mr. Newbound and Mr. McCann. so much i know we did sign for that tax anticipation note right miss Boltana. so that is uh there if we need it and if we do not need it that is fine all right thank you gentlemen on to insurance committee mr Agello, mr newbound i'm oh, sorry grants committee geez I, I switched the page but i skipped right over grants gentlemen mr nelson mr jennings Yes, so uh, grants are pretty, grants committee report, apologies, 
Um, item A here, the PMVB grant discussion. Um, you should have gotten a piece of paper. That's the application that we're going to um, submit um, tomorrow uh, for the landscaping around the new Welcome to Honesdale signs. So GHP um, spearheaded the effort to get four new uh, welcome signs designed and they'll be fabricated soon by Hunt Signs. Um, They'll be at four locations entering the gateways of Honesdale, um, and they look really good, designed by Jeff George. And so what the grants committee wants to uh, request from the PMBB grant was um, the opportunity for uh, an award that would help us landscape three of them. So talking about a small, almost like a garden, um, underneath the signs to kind of anchor the signs into the place, um, some some uh, hardscape and some plantings, and then a solar light uh, for both sides of the sign. So, um, seems like a nice um, a nice opportunity for us to to do it because we're able to um, offer the cost of the signs and the uh, costs of installation from DPW as a match for the nearly eight thousand dollar landscaping. Um, opportunity for three signs. So the reason why it's not four is because one of the signs is located on the side of the hill near top notch and it's very difficult to landscape. So uh, three out of four ain't bad as the saying, saying goes. So we'll be submitting that tomorrow and hopefully we'll get good news um, in regards to that. Um, we're currently reviewing the Kubota grant as Ms. Burns alluded to. Um, it's $100,000 for cities um, or municipalities who could use Kubota equipment in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think uh, there's a couple parks elements that we could use it for. There's potential infrastructure I think that we could use it for. So we're gonna set, um, sit down as a committee and review the grant and see what it could possibly, we could possibly apply for. And then the final one here, uh, item C, is the LSA grant delayed until May. I don't have any information on that. Um, Judy, is that something that you would have more information on? Only if Ms. Burns would like to elaborate, she's the one who notified me that uh, they actually pushed back the deadline to review them until then. Oh, okay. She, she got it. Uh, they did not get to it on the Commonwealth agenda, the committee agenda that was tabled until May 22nd. Cool. Is that the LSA statewide application? No, no. that's okay. the LSA Monroe County. The statewide okay. will not be reviewed and voted until probably November as reviewed and then voted on early next year. Okay. Great. Yeah, and other than that, um, I just have a brief update when we get to stormwater from the task force meeting on potential reapplication. All right. Mr. Mayors? Quick question on that. The third sign location I mentioned, that's what glass is that? By there, I'm trying to visualize her. Is it in that little island kind of by the pet store? That one? Okay. By the pet store, yeah. Cool. Got it. It's actually not. It's It was by Mesco Glass, and Mesco took it down to make a road there or to put something in there and promised to put it back up. So that is where the application is for, to go back by Mesco Glass where it originally was. Okay. okay, and that would be outside the borough. Limits, correct? Oh, no, no. no. It's right at, oh, it's right at the line. Mm -hmm. ah. Yep. Understood. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the road. Ms. Pultanis. 
Um, there's uh, there's an update in our stormwater task force that we were encouraged to reapply for one of the major grants as well. So, but I'll, I'll get to that when we talk about the report. And I think that's it. I just got something, David or Judy, if you have anything. You covered all the bases. There you go. Thanks for the clarification. Thank you again for all those efforts. Now we're on to insurance committee, Mr. Agello, Mr. Newman. Okay, for this month, we didn't have a meeting until this morning. Uh, basically, as you know, we were with selective insurance for most of our coverage, if not all of it. Uh, the key concerns were, as I mentioned last month, was the abuse package, which uh, Selective takes very seriously. They recommended the company, as we also supplied to you last month, in the last meeting of Thanks Copper City, I believe. And the thing with theirs is there's a lot of detail in terms of applications for employees. There's a lot of changes that we're making to our handbook to meet the requirements. Apparently, they take some issues very, very seriously and concerned. And this discussion this morning, I'll, I'll let you know, Jared finish up with this. It's, of course, the personnel committee uh, has to work on that part of it. But we this, this morning, we did speak to uh, uh, Mr. Yoakum from our insurance company, like Siemens, and see is going to review some of the wording that is suggested by Presidium for us to use in our handbook. Uh, and I'll let actually all Jared give his opinion, but what we saw in the short version is that what they were putting in was extremely detailed to the point of it didn't make a lot of sense that you could even consider that as being rational. So she's gonna look at it. And what was from them, we do have the right to make our own version of it. We still make sure that that version is still passed the test of select insurance to make sure that we still have covering ourselves as well as we can in employee uh, training, employee understanding of what the rules are, everything from sexual harassment to anything of that nature, nothing down the line. And that's where the lawsuits are coming from, and that's where the concerns are. But again, Jared, I'd like to appreciate that. I remember that you can have some detail more than that. Yeah, sure. No, I, I think you pretty much got it. I guess the way to say it would be maybe a lot of their handbook items weren't suitable for such a small one. Maybe they're suitable if you had that over four piece, but or Committee, Mr. Newbonner, Mr. McAllister. Parking, go ahead. Parking reports as follows PEO meter tickets issued were 134. Total PEO voided tickets were eight. Total tickets written by police were zero. Voided by police were zero. Total magistrate parking fines were $479.64. Total parking permits were $340. Total dumpster and contractor permits were zero. Total lot permits were $95. Total parking tickets were $590. Total meter collections were $3,556.74. Uh, total pavilion fee was zero for a grand total of $5,061.38. And that's all I have for you. Thank you very much. Any other questions or 
comments, Mr. Mayor? Yeah, quick question. Um, and this could be for the for the chief too, if it's um, if it's helpful. I'm just curious if you could elaborate on like the new ORI and uh, where that stands. Is that a little technical so the public are aware of what that means? Right. Um, we can probably bring Mr. Brown in on this one because I think he's more versed on where they're at. Oh, I'm sorry, he's not Mr. Brown. Um, we went last week. We have an ORI number. I thought you were talking about. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about the digital heads. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, we have an ORI number that the police chief uh, did all the paperwork on the ORI, ORI number back. I believe that's intact and ready to go. Everything. Cool. And there's that like a designation that's kind of defined separately. Quote unquote law enforcement agency or something. It defines our, I believe, our parking department. Just, gotcha. just, just our parking department have their own OR number that's separate from our police department. Great. I can elaborate too because the zoning department will be asking the zoning committee if they can have one too because the new enforcement. Uh, group also asks for an ORI number. It's actually used in how you uh, do stuff at the magistrate's office. Great, thank you. Thank you very much. Hearing nothing more from parking, we can go on to Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Um, I'm going to start with item B first. Uh, there's a, I think everyone has mm -hmm. this part, right? Yeah, yep. so. Um, there's quite a sizable packet of information that wonderful members of our community who are looking to um, produce a, do a dog park within the borough um, have generated for us. So um, a lot of information gathered here in terms of, um, you know, uh, the uh, contacts at Holly Park. And I was at their park this weekend a few times. Just a really nice space to let your dog run around. Um, there's actually two spaces, one for uh, larger dogs and one's for smaller dogs. Uh, people like uh, Lisa Glover from Parks and Rec, Derek Williams, our mayor, the JCs and other um, community partners. And this was from Peggy Burkhead and or Brian Batten as the contact. But I mean, it's kind of nice. It's the initial outline of what what they hope to achieve, which is, which is wonderful. Um, kind of rough sketches of what the requirements would be and um, what fundraising might look like, and then also um, responsibilities both of the dog owner, uh, the borough, and then rules of the park. So it's, it's a nice place to start. So the nice part is that we have a lot of wonderful parks um, in town um, to consider it. And um, the even better part is that they've supplied all of these signatures uh, for people who are interested. So it's not just a couple people um, who are really passionate passionate about it. It's a couple, looks like a couple hundred people mm -hmm. um, who are really part, passionate about it. And with the headline of it's rough not having a dog park in Homesdale, rough being <laughs> R-U-F-F. So um, I look forward to working with this group. Um, I have, I missed the commission meeting uh, last, uh, the last commission meeting. So I wasn't there when it was presented, but um, I know that we have a bunch of community partners who are interested in this, uh, potentially from either um, you know, volunteer hours and or monetary position. And then the borough as a, you know, someone who potentially has the land to do it either at Apple Grove, Triangle Park, wherever, um, we'd like to try and work with the group either to find a space on our land or with a community partner where it might make sense so the public can access it easily. So um, it's very cool to see the community gather up that information and just really hand it to us and with a with a bow on it. So appreciate all the hard work there and the enthusiasm behind it. So definitely read that through if you get a chance. Um, the 
Item A here is the hiring of personnel for pool departments. Now, I don't know, I don't have a motion in here, so I don't know if there's actually. I'm sorry, we made up the agenda and I thought the applications would come in uh, so I'd have the names, but we only have the one from last year and I'm waiting for the other two to be submitted. Okay. They did have until April 1st, so I didn't know if you wanted to talk. So do you want to just wait till the next meeting? I mean, I could say who this one person is, but you want to probably hire them all together. Yeah, we can We can definitely wait. And I think we've talked about this in the pool, in the pool, in the parks committee, apologies, um, about extending the deadline too. So um, for the, the bonus. So I know it says April 1 on the signs, but if anybody's out there or if anyone <laughs> is spreading the word, we will look to extend that. Um, I'm not sure if I need a motion on that, but we can have further discussion on that if people think that's appropriate. Um, so we don't have anyone to hire tonight, but we are looking for lifeguards and we have a wonderful uh, pool manager who is working with us as well. Um, so there's gonna be more information on that soon. Would this be a proper time uh, considering we're talking about the hiring of personnel to elongate that deadline based on the fact our next meeting is April 11th. Mm -hmm. So you might have some time frame in there uh, where you're unable to extend that. Do we need an actual motion to do that? I believe so. Great. So I'd, I'd actually feel comfortable doing it all the way to June 1st. If anyone disagrees with that, we can have a discussion. Um, we just, we need lifeguards and whatever it, it'll take to kind of get people excited about it. Um, and we, I don't think we'll be opening the pool by, <laughs> by June 1st due to like the weather the last couple of years. So um, does anyone have an issue with that necessarily? June 1st. If I may, just and we have just we haven't actually made a motion as we have a second, but just to be aware, the longer you make the, you, I think that's always important to make people have a sense of urgency. And if you lay it back, they forget, they forget, they forget, and then well, gee, man, I forgot all about that. It's gone. That's just my own concern, my experience. Ms. Plantis, sorry. And I know we don't have a second yet, but we're going to discuss with the new implementations for. Uh, before you can hire them, there is a new policy where we have to go through the whole interview process and check all their references and stuff according to the insurance company. So that's going to delay a motion at a meeting. So I would be more comfortable if you made it like May 1st or okay. something, uh, because then by the time we then go through all the applications and get all the answers from the people that we have to run all those references, then you would be able and only then Great. We could always extend it if we need to. So I make a motion to extend the uh, bonus deadline from April 1st to May 1st, 2022, for the hiring of lifeguards and pool personnel. There's a motion on the floor for Mr. James Jennings. Is there a second? Yes. Second for Mr. Jared Newbon. Is there any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. I think that's pretty much it. Um, I know that we're connected, the solicitor and I are going to connect, or the Parks Committee are going to connect about Berkeheiser property and UGI and the entrance to the trail. Oh my God, I'm blanking on it. Irving Cliff Trail, sorry. It's been a week already. So um, Irving Cliff Trail will be connecting on that probably by email or on a phone call. Very good. Anything further from Parks and Rec? Thank you very much for that. Very excited. I have a very large dog. He would not qualify for the small dog category. All right. Public Safety Committee, Mr. Newbon, Mr. McAllister. 
Public safety on my end is extremely quiet. We, we didn't have a meeting this month, unfortunately. Um, so there's not much to discuss unless Mr. McAllister and if anybody else has anything they want to add. Well, um, to that extent, uh, we did have an issue with uh, power outages and our uh, traffic signals uh, went out. And fortunately, uh, our borough secretary and DPW worked to ensure that they would be operating until PPL had the opportunity to fix them. And, uh, all went well considering the circumstances. Yes, indeed, they did. Thank you again for that. Uh, Ms. Boltanis, Mr. Brown, and everybody else in the department, it was uh, it was helpful to know that we could activate those uh, lights without actually having power. Yes, Ms. It did, right. BLS responses. If you'd like to read that. Sure. BLS response from Hosteel Borough was January 66 dispatches, 44 responses, 22 unavailables. February were 69 dispatches, 38 responses, 21 unavailables. And the rest of the year is obviously zero. I do believe we're 31, not 31. 31. That's twice. I get one more. Absolutely. And you got to do it. Uh, Got to do the whole thing. Thank you very much, Mr. Ojala. Sure. I asked the question, Jay Fontanis. Another thing that list. It seems like their responses are dropping off percentage-wise. Do we know if there's a reason why? What's happening? No. Uh, but I mean, we can ask why. But I would say it's probably because of other calls that they are on. Did it say how many? Oh, I don't have mine in front of me. Did it say how many they were unable to attend to? Uh, it appears as though the number of dispatches stayed about the Ooh, same. 69. The number of responses were relatively the same, but the number of unavailables went up by almost 10. Right. So that means they were probably on another call that they received from a private, you know, because they do do <coughs> private servicing. So whether it was a transport or if they were still at a hospital or whatever, they couldn't respond to the call. Unavailable. That's why they're unavailable and it goes to the next available unit. So, is that what you're asking? That. I just was just questioning the past. Their percentage of success was quite high. And this is, in my mind, quite low. We got down to about a third. I so can make an inquiry to Steve. I, I personally request that. Just kind of would you like time. me to? I think that would be very helpful okay. going forward. Uh, I, I know Cottage Hose is the the ambulance company that we use currently, um, and not quite sure. Uh, you know, they were just here being recognized. But um, if you have that contact, Ms. Boltanis, that'd be nice to, to understand that further. I had a question too, Mr. Nelson, because this is the Public Safety Committee part. So, could, do you have any update on how it's going with hiring more officers? Because the summer's coming, we got one leaving. Well, it's going to be three left, two left. How many will be left? Three. So, how's it going with hiring? Is uh, the civil service have any recommendations? We. Okay. No, no, please. Uh, we're putting together the committee that we talked about. Oh, okay. Um, I believe some people may or may not have had some questions tonight for the chief about hiring part-time officers and, and his opinion on it. So I wanted to get his opinion and, and gather a little bit more information before we went to those committees. Oh, good. 
Is he, he, is he, 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 he going to speak? Okay. Mr. Southerton, if you're online and would like to speak to Mr. Nielsen's question. I'm not sure exactly what the question is. I can tell you that as far as I know, civil service has not begun to have a list. And there's over a hundred and some thousand dollars budgeted this year to hire two new officers. Even if you start it now, it would be by the end of the year before the, the civil service process would be complete. So um, I don't know if everybody grasps how bad this summer is going to be. Um, the contract has changed. Now some of the officers have to take leave that they used to not have to take. Uh, comp time, we're down to three officers, and there's no no part-time officers hired. Um, you're going to have days when we're just shutting down. Chief, uh, this is Bill McAllister. And in regards to the ability to hire a part-time officer, are we we are not under the impression that the Civil Service Commission has to accept them. Is that correct? Civil service, civil service has nothing to do with part-time officers. Okay, so I guess the pool of potential part-time officers is obviously hard to find or or we just don't have that many individuals that are interested in such type of position or what, what do you think is the main reason that we can't seem to secure part-time officers? Bill, that's a loaded question. I could go on forever. It's a very toxic work environment over here now based on past practices. Uh, there's a limited pool of, of candidates. Uh, the sheriff department changing their policies. The county detectives changing their policies. Um, allowing part-time officers to keep their certification without working you know, for police departments. I could go on for quite a while. It's probably not appropriate to have this conversation here. No, I, I understand. And, and I don't expect you to elaborate much further than you already have. The nature of finding these qualified people that we can, in fact, engage, uh, even without them having to be, uh, you know, identified as eligible through the Civil Service Commission, uh, it just seems like the pool of uh, potential individuals is just so small that we can't seem to do anything about that. And I. I was hoping that we could get the district attorney's office or something where we could deputize citizens, but I found out that wasn't exactly appropriate either because then they start talking as if I was uh, suggesting we create a militia. But I, I just don't know where else to pull from. Well, Bill, I mean, again, if somebody wants to sit down, I'd be glad to explain why I think you can't get a pool. For one thing, you have a candidate right now that's had an application in for over two months and he hasn't heard anything back about it. Um, he, he was willing to work the hours we needed them to work. He now, I think, has subsequently got a job at another department. I mean, um, and again, there's a hundred and some thousand dollars in the police department's budget for hiring new, new full-time officers that there's not even a civil service list yet. So you can't, you can't hire if you don't have a list. And if you're not going to hire the candidates as they come in, um, I, I don't know what else to tell you. But there are some reasons why you don't have the pool here now. And it's some of it's got to do with other departments and the way they've changed their procedures and policies. And some of it, it's got to do with the environment over here from past practices. I realize it. I realize the history has some issues, but I, I don't think that we need to dredge that up. I, I think no, I don't the, the nature of going forward and demonstrating that we have a positive outlook and that we want 
our chief and our officers that are on duty to at least be able to enjoy working here to some extent. I know it's a challenge, but uh, I'm not really sure, you know, what we can do. Do you know what these other departments are doing to bring in incentives or to secure? Is there something that we can look at that, that can provide us some guidance in how to uh, seek these other people out? I, I think that you have to look at the pool of candidates that's available in this area. And like I said, without going, the sheriff's department, when they changed their policy and not stopped allowing officers to work the midnight day shift, that wiped out our midnight day shift because everybody working that shift was a part-time officer. The county detectives now are deputizing some of the sheriff's de deputies uh, as a county detective, so they don't have to work for police departments to keep their Act, act 120. Um, you look at and again, I don't. I, I don't want to go into some of the other things. No, no, I'm, I'm but, hoping for the details there. Yeah, you have a candidate right now. You're not hiring, or or making. Or any, I don't know whether you're going to hire him or not. That's up to you. But he put an application in two months ago, and he hasn't heard anything back from. Either you're not going to hire him, or you're going to hire him. So people, these people are wondering, you know, what's the sense of putting an application in? There is there is a pending application in our possession. Is that true? There's been an application for over, probably over close to two months. Okay, I'm not sure how me. that is an application that, on the basis of our police chief's recommendation, has gone went through a, a private hearing. No, Mike, I'm not talking about the the civil service candidate. I'm talking about there's an application for part-time employment. Oh, part-time, part excuse me. Officer. So from that perspective, I guess I'm, I'm trying to uh, work with uh, Secretary Poltanis and others in, in clarifying our chain of command and how we acknowledge what responsibilities we have, not only as councilmen, but as employees of the borough and exactly who we are supposed to discuss these matters with rather than uh, addressing an employee when we're when we're breaking the chain of command and not doing things in the appropriate fashion. So I'm, I'm trying to understand, you know, what we can do to, is it your authority to go ahead and hire that person or? No, I have no authority to hire or fire. Borough okay. Council has complete authority over that. You haven't, okay. I can't even look at personnel. The mayor also, doesn't the mayor also have authority? In this no, Borough Council has authority to hire or fire. Okay. And this is, this is in regard to part-time police officers. Or full-time employment. Well, I know I know they want full-time employment, but then they have to qualify with. Then the civil service has to give them the civil service tax. Well, and if I may back up just a little bit, Mr. McAllister, right? I think that from the standpoint of the public safety committee, Mr. Newbon's chairing that. You're on the, the vice chair position there. That committee can recommend to council based on any recommendations from the chief um, for setting in place plans for recruitment or for individuals who come to us with applications and and place those um you know from a committee standpoint then after determining the validity of those types of applications as well um whether or not we want to move forward as a body as a council but i also feel as though that committee that you put together you put together mr newbon has not had an opportunity to even have a ground zero discussion correct okay 
And so a lot of these discussions that we're having at the council level right now could be held in a committee standpoint to then bring things to council, whether they're solutions, whether they're long-term, short-term, anything like that. So if you have any questions, I think regarding those types of things, they might be best held for the committee standpoint, unless there's an overarching issue that anybody else here feels we need to discuss. I had a follow-up question. <laughs> My initial question five ten minutes ago, yeah. who's in possession of the application that the chief just alluded to? Borough Council. Again, Mr. Hamill, just so I'm clear, I don't make recommendations for hiring. The only thing I do is once you've submitted a conditional employment application to these people, part-time employees, I do a background check to Act 57 at MOPEC. But the applications are maintained by the Borough Council. Um, the recommendations come from the safety committee to hire um, and that application is that is my understanding it is that the, the borough council at this point okay the application was received the public safety committee recommended that the motion be put on the agenda the motion was put on the agenda council took no action on it it wasn't actually on the agenda though, right? Ms. No, Pettis? the motion was on the agenda to hire blank, you know, cause they, it was up to them to fill in the name of who they would want to from the interview uh, or anything. So yeah, but I, there, the motion was on an agenda, but there was no action taken at a council meeting. I, I think, well, well, sure. I correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Rebond. There was the discussion on the agenda to hire and it was determined at that time to then formulate a committee to go through this process so here we are that might have been the end of january correct correct and here we are in the end of march and that committee still hasn't gotten the traction it needs to put forward either this individual or any other individuals at that time so does that help clarify where we stand, there was, to my How knowledge, they get access to the application again. Doesn't this just happen to happen? Doesn't this happen in public safety committee? Why is there that, another? That's that's my point. <laughs> in that sense, it is. And I'm listening. And and to the extent that we're supposed to then say, oh, we've got an application. Where is it? I mean, that's that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Sure. And that's what I, I thought, you know, since it was on the application or it was talked about in the, who are we supposed to say, where is it to Judy? I think this, and, and I, Ms. I mean, Montana, there's please. Be better communication here. Understood. Ms. Perhaps there was a miscommunication within the committee, but the applications, all applications that are received by the borough council for any position has to be maintained by the borough for two years even if you don't hire them. When applications come in, they are, uh, I notify or someone from my department will notify the department head who will then arrange with the committee for interviews. Who's the department head of public safety? That would be Rick Southerton. And there was a motion that was put forward and I had discussions with the public safety committee chairperson and a motion was drafted for an agenda item at a council meeting. So the agenda should have indicated that the Public Safety Committee is going to evaluate the applications on file and get back to the council? No. 
what at that point it would have already you should have already had the opportunity to review it and I'd be happy to explain it to you, Mr. McAllister, after the meeting and actually okay. show you the application in question. Okay. I, think we, I think we could all use just a little bit more clarity from that committee standpoint, mm -hmm. because my understanding too, at least at this point, was that there hadn't been an application as much as that there was a candidate. So an application might very well change mm -hmm. the perspective of council. So that could be very helpful too. Right. Yeah. Ms. There's always you can't there is no candidate without an application. Understood. And now there's no candidate without an application and all the extra paperwork filled out and completed. All right. Thank you. Are the, there any more questions regarding I know Mr. Nielsen had a follow-up for the chief? Yeah. Mr. Nielsen, I don't any know further? if it was actually clarified. Are you are you clear on this? So there was a there was an application, like not a candidate, an application. Ms. Voltanis, yes, you, you you've you've had you've held this this application. I, yes, it is. And then did you give it to another individual? Uh, it was I was given it by the police chief and the applicant, and then okay. the police chief was talking to the public safety committee. Did you give the application to another individual? No, the application cannot be. It has personal information on it, so it's re, you you receive it and look at it during your interview. So process. there's like an email that goes out that says, "Hey, I got an application. Come check it out." Is that how it works? Okay, I was told that the committee I was being notified. Works, so I get to the bottom of it. And, and it, I understand we all want the clarity, but as with the Parks and Rec committee, with applications that came through there, yeah. Parks and Rec was able to sit down, discuss with those candidates, hold interview processes. And so, I mean, and I understand the purpose of the confidentiality. I understand, I guess, that I and or Jason should have said, okay, where's the application? That's bottom line. What should have happened? It's my understanding that there were public officials that wanted to the police chief before we That is true, too. So, that's really what's That's correct. Understood. Any further questions, concerns from council? Hearing none, we'll uh, move on. Thank you again, Mr. Southerton, for your attendance tonight. Uh, Stormwater floodplain committee is up next. Okay, so a couple things, good things, questions, and remarks, feedback. <laughs> Uh, so we were able to get everybody together for the, I don't know if it's the first one, kind of like 1A of the Holmes Area Stormwater Task Force meeting. I know everyone rolls their eyes when they see task force. This was cool. So we had like 20 people. There's a whole roster here. There's a full report that you can look at, um, both with the presentation. We did have technical difficulties during the presentation, but people got, got the point. Um, we had everybody from State Representative Fritz and Lisa Baker um, in her office to, um, uh, we had three representatives from the school, Central Wayne Regional Authority, Aqua, a couple of people from UGI, Wayne County Conservation District, a bunch of people from the borough, uh, JHA Associates, and Richard Henry was there too, and then two representatives from Texas Township. So this was nice. Uh, basically, what we really wanted to do was touch upon three, I'm sorry, uh, the key themes around collaboration, support, and transparency as we're dealing with both ma major projects within the borough, but these projects also spawn outside of borough limits, as we kind of know, 
as Mr. Ponson has um, has graciously taken us through in his area of the his neck of the woods, but also on the Grove Street side um, and other parts of the borough um, along Route 6 corridor and um, Elm Place. So uh, we really wanted to kind of hammer home the point of the need for that collaboration and transparency as we're looking at projects in Crestmont and Terrace Heights, specifically down Grove Street and Terrace Street and culminating down here at Top Notch with the ever-present flooding that we have during the springtime there. So um, kind of key notes here, and uh, we learned about a new project out at Wayne Highland School District. They're replacing a pipe on the Grove Street side. So Richard Henry had um, a lot of good points there in terms of the need to have that transparency. Hey, we need to know when you're doing a project, when you're going to be potentially either dumping more or at a higher velocity in our, our infrastructure as we're looking to upgrade that, that corridor. Um, both the school district and Texas Township are interested in these fast follow meetings. Um, and then we're looking to schedule one based on um, uh, feedback in the middle of April. So I know, Richard, you said you couldn't make it for the fifth, but we're looking at the second week of April now, which would be good um, in order to kind of, you know, keep keep pace, get everybody on the same page, let every know, everyone know what infrastructure is in, what's the status of infrastructure, on, on, on these properties and in these areas and then figuring out plans so that we can actually work together, whether it's uh, some sort of cost share, some some sort of like grant enhancement, whatever it is to get this thing finally solved. That's what we really want to do. Um, one of the couple key things that came out of it too were the need for organizations to really submit to the borough their like three to, or I'm sorry, five to 10 year plans. A lot of, a lot of organizations like Aqua, CWRA and UGI have that planned out already. So us understanding the projects that they're looking to accomplish, how can we collaborate on those and just understand like what's the impact on citizenry, what's the impact impact on infrastructure, how can we potentially uh, tag, tag team projects in that area. Um, the second to last paragraph here was uh, about funding and grant opportunities. So we recently received a grant from FEMA and PIMA to, get, to study the original area from Vine to 4th Street, we're going to be in contact with them to potentially see if we can include the full line all the way up to the Texas Township line, which goes up into Crestmont. Study that. It's a big grant for $300,000 for an engineering study, which is really important because we were awarded $500,000 from uh, State Rep. Fritz and Senator Lisa Baker in a joint grant effort last year. And the worry was that we were going to have most of that get eaten up by engineering costs and not be able to use that for construction. So now we can use that for construction, which is great. Um, it's, a, it's a nice thing to use for matching grants and to, to, uh, to get this started. So one of the key things too, is that Representative Fritz recommended that we resubmit for the H2O grant. So we submitted once, it was an intense process. We didn't get it. Um, he said, at first, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So I, I think we're gonna take that into committee and kind of discuss that and figure out what that looks like what the H2O grant would be for this time, since we do have this engineering study um, grant, and figure out what the next steps are. So from the task force meeting, for those who are there, please feel free to add your input. I thought it went great in terms of finally kind of breaking down the barriers between you know, um, organizational lines and county and uh, municipality lines um, in order to hopefully work together in the future, at least kind of lay the, lay the foundation for that. From a project standpoint, so if you get a chance to read that over, 
Um, it was basically everything. I don't know if Richard or Judy or Bill or Jim, if you have anything you want to add. I thought it was a wonderful meeting. I think everyone there liked the opportunity to actually meet uh, in that type of a setting, and they were very open. And actually, after the meeting, there was so many, so much more discussion. I thought it was wonderful. Kudos to you. Uh, anyone else from that perspective? I enjoyed the participation that was there by all of the uh, individuals that have a stake in trying to make the community better. That's, uh, I'm sure Mr. Bonson, you know, is interested in how this evolved and, and the fact that, you know, his property isn't ignored in this situation, but it's an effort to try to bring all of the events together so that we can timeline when the work can actually get performed. Yep. Yeah, that's a key point. So we um, were able to meet with Mr. Bonson last week, uh, went over some current status, um, asked a bunch of questions to the group here, uh, Solicitor Henry, Judy, and um, Tad, uh, to get an idea on what, what's needed. So basically what it sounds like where we're at uh, with regards to the Crestmont project is we kind of get a, we need to get surveys, surveyors done. Uh, surveyors, the ability to work on a property or survey the property. So my request for you, Mr. Henry, would be to, if you can, work closely with Tad to figure out how we can actually accomplish that with regards to not having a project design yet. So that was one of the things you had mentioned in your reply. Not having the project designs doesn't allow us to get easements for the project because we can't outline the project project we need an, an easement for especially a timeline perspective but in order to move forward with surveying work i think whatever we need to do to kind of move that forward i just don't know the next step because it's just not my area of expertise so if you have any insight on that you don't have to answer it now but if you do that would be really helpful so that we can get tad and his crew finally rolling on the survey work the other thing that we're looking to do is work with and meet with Texas Township now that we have the connection there um, to talk about the key bits of infrastructure at the top of the hill there above forestry in order to figure out what's actually happening at Mr. Lake Mr. Lake's property and then Mr. Bonson's property and downward um, so that we can finally look to solve or at least figure out you know what the next step is there because that's another kind of like uh, blocker in the whole project is figuring out you know, it's an unfortunate geographic location, but it's like there's the stream that we kind of have an idea of what we need to do with it. And then there's this whole other area where it's soaking Mr. Lake's property and Mr. Bonson's property and downward. What the heck do we do with that? That's outside the borough. So we don't have an ability, we don't have like a really good plan yet, unfortunately, to tackle that. But that's something that I think the wheels are in motion now that we have a second meeting that's going to be scheduled with. Texas Township to really dig into that. The task force meeting was like a 30,000 foot view of what the heck's going on from, from as Mr. McAllister calls it, the bathtub, bottom of the bathtub. These meetings now are really going to get down to the nitty gritty of like, this is a challenge for us. We can't solve this without your help. What can we do and when can we do it, Bob? So that's what I'm hoping to get uh, properties owners, property owners up in Crestmont, more clarity about what the heck is actually going to be going on on that side of the project, because we have a pretty good idea of what we can do in that creek bed um, that's more defined. Now we do need easements and we need to have conversations with the landowners there because there's a lot of like funky elements within that creek bed, but 
we have the rough outline of design. I know this is taking a long time and I, I appreciate everyone's patience, but any insight that you would have to get the surveyors necessary legal rights or whatever to allow them to do the work so that we can at least get that started. Let's let's get it rolling is, is my, my request there. So um, if I may, Mr. Jennings, Mr. Bonson's is here, I think included in Mr. Mosher's report to you or the council it was either today or last week we have to get permission from the property owners it's not a formal easement it's just yes you can go on my property or at or along my property to do the survey work if we can't do that we're never going to be able to get any further they already have a general idea about pipe size is that something that could is that a document that comes from you or is it just a verbal I, is it I would an email? Say that, that would just be something in writing from an individual a property owner, such as Mr. Bonson. We can't go, we just can't go, our surveyors just can't go pell-mell across somebody else's property. No. But it's so critical. We can't do the very, very necessary easements, as you all know, until we can describe exactly what property we need one way or the other. And we can't do that until we know where the lines are. So we need permission, and we need permission from individuals, beginning with Mr. Bonson, who has been very outspoken, and, and he needs our support, but we need his support and cooperation. Yeah, it sounded like it, with Todd's reply that he was looking to you for that. So does he need a legal document or some sort of like canned agreement to, that we could just mail to all these people? I, I can give Ms. Paltanis a very simple letter that can be just signed by anybody, Richard Henry. I give Hans Borough permission to do survey work or general general survey work at or about my property at Crestmont. It's that simple. Okay. It's not it's not anything more than that. So if the surveys come back and say we need it, we need a corner of your property for the easement, then we have the specific description that we will need for the recordable easements. But we just have that's it sounds so simple and it is. That's how we have to get going. We're, we're this close now. We're this close because and, and spring is breaking. Would you recommend that when we go to get these like just simple written agreements that we do as much of that area as possible, including the residents in Texas Township? Without a doubt. Okay, so we're we, gonna I look we, to get any resident within that area an agreement to survey the property. It's not an easement, it's not anything like that. It's a simple survey of the property so that we can figure out the project scope. And it may may not even be need to be that formal. Maybe we don't need to survey the next property up to Mr. Bonson. And I don't mean to be picking on Mr. Bonson, but the next one up in line. Maybe we don't need to you probably will need to establish the, the township, the township borough with township line with the borough, because those are just they're almost figments of anybody's imagination, but it would be nice to know where we where we were because we explored this several years ago to either expand the Murray Pond or put in another detention base just above that. And and there's no reason why the borough can't do that. But it was funding, and, and it wasn't that we didn't get cooperation. It was mostly the, the aspect of funding. But now we're, we're this close now, as I said a moment ago. Oh, JHA is ready to, to, to get up there, do the survey work. We have to get the survey work done before we know whose property do we need or what portions of properties, any of the properties that we need for the easements. It's that simple. Okay. So and I'll put something together and get it to Ms. Paltanis and 
Perfect. But Perfect. it should it should be relatively large scale because we don't want to do A, B, C, D, and E and find out we need G. Yep. Okay. And actually, if, if we do the, the form up, um, Mosher's crew, I think, could probably go door to door. It'd be relatively simple. Get your permission. Okay. Is permission to to certainly it's uh, from what I understand is basically permission to be on your property to assess or to evaluate where the survey lines might be or that's correct and that's it that's it it's so, just to find the lines it has nothing to do with saying we're going to take it easy or anything like that until those plans are more fully developed that's exactly correct perfect so with that in mind. Unless anyone has any questions, that's my stormwater report. I appreciate. Thank you for the insight there, and for your reply earlier today. It's been very helpful. Um, but that's what we're talking about, people. It's it's really Grove Street side, Terrace Street side, and then all the streets that encompass whatever the creek name is from Crestmont down to Fourth Street. That's those are the key areas that we're focusing on in the next probably three to five years to figure out what the heck is going on and then what can we actually do about it i think we're close in a lot of these areas um and i, I really appreciate all the insight from mr vonson just because he's given not just his time but he's gone up and done it and he's having to live through this so it's been hugely helpful to work with people like mr vonson and uh, and the the other homeowners and property owners to figure out what the heck's actually going on? What are you actually experiencing? I don't want to like engineer this in a bubble. We want to actually do this so that it works for people. So that's the, the report that we that I have. Um, and I know that Mr. Bonson was waiting in order to. The stakeholders in that meeting too, including the uh, school, you know, Lakeside and, and uh, Monsdale High. I mean, we got a, we got a much clearer insight on what they've done and what they plan to do about water usage and water running. And these were things that we weren't even party to or privy to prior to this stakeholder meeting. So that's the, that's the direction that the council's going. And I wish it could be done a whole lot faster, but unfortunately the wheels of, of uh, government don't move as quickly as we would like them to. So. And if I may, <clears throat> to Mr. Henry's point, we are that close because of the hard work by Mr. Henry, Ms. Botanis, Mr. Jennings, Mr. McAllister, Mr. Brown, yourselves, keeping the pressure on the borough is why we're where we are and why we are close enough. It really is. So, so uh, again, I, I, I give everybody credit for, for everybody's participation in this, and it's going to be critical that everybody works together over these coming months and years because getting it right is the most important thing. I understand getting it done immediately is secondary, but it it's physically impossible, correct? It's physically impossible to, to execute any project at the very moment, but we're getting it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm light, we're lighting the fire. <laughs> getting the answers are lighting the fire so um yeah and any anything you have mr bonson today like happy to you didn't light a fire <laughs> i promise you didn't light a fire. Right. 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 bob i will remind you just with public comment we do want to keep bob. things 
no, no, roughly no, no. five minutes if you do have the, the no, ability. No, actually, I made an outline to stay within there, except I put, before I have my five minutes on that, yeah. I'd just like to comment on No one's ever stopped anybody from entering the properties. I know he hasn't, okay? We had people enter the property, I don't know, when Mr. Ridd was a councilman, he was in the backyards. And, no one ever had, no one's restricted from coming out. He, Mr. Henry's going to have no problem whatsoever getting cooperation if somebody's coming to do what you need to do. I'm sure. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, Mr. Lake. I mean, but the major I, issue here, Mr. Lance, I believe, is the fact that unfortunately we have to document. No, 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 I understand. The verbal issue is one thing, but documenting it so that we have a. As long as it's on the. Now, I didn't write anything since I'm here, as you've seen in previous sure. many meetings, I usually don't have notes. In the beginning of the meeting, I said I sort of made an outline because I want to make I wanted to make this as brief as possible. Only hit on what I have to. And my main focus is first, I'd like to send, and this is notes I put through together today. So I, I could probably stay within five minutes. We need to turn a clock unless you interrupt me. If you have a here, here's what I'm asking. As I go down through this, if you have a question, I'll answer it then, or if you have a question at the end. But the, a lot of this is going to be a question. We're asking for some assistance. And I'm not here to say I want the answers now. I don't want to put anybody on the spot today. But by next council meeting or something, again, I'd like to have some answers. Okay, so I'm just going to run down through this briefly. Hopefully, whatever, again, you can hear from the tape or whatever, there's no reason to go that slow. I'd like to get out of here. My first comment is I was I was made privy to the report in advance. Okay. Excellent. My hat is off to you for getting tax force people to the table. I would have liked to have been there, but in a discussion that a few of us had. If I was there, some of the people probably would have walked out. Nobody wants to be put their feet to the fire. There's no fire. You people have cooperated, meaning council, Mr. Henry, borough secretary, the mayor. No one has even given any pushback. Not to me. So here I stand. But I still, I've said it in numerous meetings, I need your help. Three to five year plan, 10 year plan, that's not gonna work for me. I brought to your attention some of what's came up last week that I just know that some of this property and some of the, it's not even on Mr. Lake. It's in Texas Township. There's three other property owners I brought to your attention. They have massive thing. I, I don't know, nobody cares. It moves 20 feet of your backyard. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they just got disgusted and decided nobody's going to do anything about it. But let, let me let me just run down through here, and some of these are questions. And I'm not going to get into who was there, who wasn't there. No personalities. Don't want to play that game. In my outline here, first thing is you have to stop the water and you have to stop the erosion. But are you going and to Mr. Henry's comments here on the report? Are you going through my property? Not for a survey, not for whatever. Somebody, just like I did, somebody can take a little sketch. I have a sketch we made when we were there in person that I happened to mention the other day was 
November 1st, 2021, 8 a.m. to approximately 10 a.m. Mr. Jennings, Mr. Brown, Danny Lake, myself. I have an engineering. Here's what I made. Somebody should be able to by now, because in a meeting downstairs here on November 30th, I saw purchase orders signed. One of them had to do with survey. We haven't seen any surveyors. I know it's winter, I know the ground was frozen. But my second question or my second comment in my outline is, somebody on a piece of paper, a napkin in the diner, someplace should be able to say, oh, let's go this way. Let's go this way. Some, I, I'm still of the belief that they still don't know where all the water's coming from. So my second question is, are you going through my property or are you going around me? Because you don't go up and start a survey if you don't know where you're going. You might as well survey down here on Main Street and say, oh, there's a lot of water here. Let's take a survey from this side of Main to the other. But we're not going to, again, you get my point. No, I understand boundary lines, but you also have a borough map and you have tax maps or whatever, and you can pretty much, the guy can decide, here's the properties we're going through. I went up and was able to determine that there's three property owners in the major part of the creek flow that's coming down. It's not uh, every, even me until last, whatever day you asked me for the picture. Even till then last week, he thought it was on him. It's not. Now they're gonna have to have a survey to legally decide where are you going to put a shovel in the ground? I understand that. I believe me, I understand exactly what we're up against. This isn't fun. But you at least have to know where are you going? Is where it, do you think you want to put a pipe in the ground? So let, let me go or, or you're going to say I'm out of time. I don't want to be out of time. I, don't, I know. Go ahead. I know. And, and that's where, like, it's that's very. That's your discretion. Go ahead. Well, it's very difficult to be in this position because we want to give you as much time as we can afford you. But at this time, and, and I know that we've made ourselves, you know, from the Stormwater Committee standpoint, available for both questions, comments, and information. So my one suggestion, just to expedite this, because it is hitting on all pistons right now from the standpoint of the Stormwater Committee, the task force, and your concerns that you have, would you be able to provide this bullet-pointed list to us so that we can get back to you on those bullets. Sure, I'll jump. I'm going to jump past, but you have those. You have those two main things there. But okay. and then just a couple of more comments, and then and the you, rest of it. But there is one request, that, and I'll explain why. We have a request. We need some help. Understood. Okay? I can. I can. I can only give you up until 7:37 okay. tonight. Okay. I don't care. Understood. I don't even know what time it is. It's about two more minutes. If you're if you're able. Two more minutes, please. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So nobody's even. A, Besides where the water's gone, I haven't heard anybody even offer anything to say, when you, how are you gonna fix our property? Because even if you go around us, the damage that we have, you're gonna have to fix it. Somebody's gotta fix it, it's not gonna be me. I didn't cause the damage. See, okay, we're gonna cut this short. I'll tell you what we do need help with. He requested this morning from me, this today, He'd like my pictures, my video, whatever, to go before Tyler Technologies. He has to go to me. He wants to hire an appraiser. Appraiser isn't going to be able to tell him what to do. You know what? I think I'm going to submit this stuff in writing. Okay? 
but we are asking if there's any way possible, just like you would have to update the county, the assessment officer, because I've said in a few meetings, I need to go to the assessment officer. Is this going to be a year or two or three or five or 10? I want my assessment taken off till my property's fixed. He's going to a meeting, I'm not. I'm waiting on the county commissioners to get a hold of me and I'm going, I already told him, face to face, eyeball to eyeball, that's how I'm gonna take care of this. Cause I'm not here to say to you, I wanna know, you're gonna have this done next week, I know better. You're not even close. We're doing good. You got a long ways to go and you got a lot of damage, which we discussed, okay? But I have no problem, I, I'll, I would put, I'll put this in writing to you. I really do appreciate it. That. that way you can give me specific answers. Okay, yes. but I do want answers, not three to five years from now. How long ago was Mr. Ridd a councilman? How long ago was a young lady who was on council that couldn't get information? That's 2008. This is 2022. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it, but we're, I think we're still allies, but I'm not sure right now. We'll cooperate, okay? But I'm going to tell you something. I know how to fight. Thank you for coming out. I'm a little out unhappy right now. Okay. Well, we expect you but to I stay, en keep... stay engaged too. Uh, we do. Oh, we'll be that. engaged because, yes. like I said, and again, one of these things in here. When are you going to get a hold of the other property owners? I started back in September, October, November. I even said, don't wait till July to contact them. There's no contact. Nobody even knows this is going on. Thank you. Okay, that's I, I get the point. Mr. Henry. I've handwritten what I describe as a field survey permission approval. Very simple. I'm going to give it to Ms. Paltanis. She can put it on borough stationery. I would invite Mr. Bonson, Mr. Lake to come to the borough. I don't know. It's just I know Ms. Paltanis is going to leave us here pretty soon to go on vacation. Well, deserved vacation. But, but that's where we need to start. Okay, but again, could council request that also, besides Mr. Lake and myself, that the other people, because I don't want to hear two months from now, oh, we surveyed those two. Right, I, I believe two it's going to be- Two of the gentlemen on council are aware, we, I said, okay, you understand where it's coming from. I believe okay? it's going to be a, a scatter shot, correct? Okay. It's not and, just going to be- And, and I think that people on Texas Township could be requested, okay, through whoever their solicitor is, and maybe Mr. Henry, because if you still don't know where the water's coming from, next meeting, meeting after. All I can tell you is my foundation is getting closer and closer. And what was this? That gap is opening to that big sinkhole. We're getting closer and closer. And I'm not putting a shovel in the ground. I'm not calling for triaxles of stone to try and put it against my foundation. I'm not touching any. I'm not spending five cents. Okay, three to five years, 10 year plan or whatever, not gonna make it, not gonna happen. That's nice, but I appreciate council's time and I do mean it. I feel like I got cooperation, but some of this I know right now, you don't wanna, you're not gonna wanna hear, okay? Thank you so much. You guys have a good it. evening. You as well. Thank you again and, to the storm. And, and I should direct this to who? Um, Mr. In Jennings writing? and, and Ms. Pultanis would okay. be great along with Mr. McAllister. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. From stormwater to streets, Mr. Cuba and Mr. McAllister.
Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the activities that I expressed earlier and uh, Mr. Brown's report are sufficient to identify and have I, as I've indicated, we're still doing research to identify areas of depressions and problems with uh, sinkholes and different issues. Throughout the streets uh, community, there are over 100 streets in the, in the uh, borough and each one has its unique qualities. It does, it does. And that's our report. Would we like to uh, tackle the yard debris schedule today? Oh, that's <laughs> yard debris. <laughs> Uh, apparently, we have uh, not set up a schedule for uh, removal of yard debris, and some of the community uh, has been putting stuff out and thinking that we're going to go ahead and take care of it. Uh, I think we should designate that the DPW uh, should not be uh, handling any of the yard debris until uh, perhaps the uh, end of the month or sometime in April. Uh, Usually, I guess historically, we've done it shortly after Easter uh, to start picking up the yard debris. So I would I would suggest that perhaps the council might direct the DPW worker to workers not to pick up any debris until uh, about the I guess this year Easter is going to be the 18th or 17th of uh, April. Uh, so, given that circumstance, maybe the following uh, Monday or Tuesday, whatever way, day of the week, they would normally pick up debris, or if there's more than one day, some some uh, directive that we can coordinate with the DPW to make the uh, collection schedule appropriate. Any other input from the council? Oh, sure. Mr. Brown, if you're on the line too, if you had any suggestions concerns questions the only suggestions and concerns this is dpw director dan brown um is with these warmer events that we've been having and i understand and i have the same records of after easter and we've been having these high wind events um we've been picking the cans up because they've been blowing out in the streets and then the stuff comes out of the cans with these high wind events and they've been plugging up storm drains and whatnot um that's my only suggestion i mean in, in my aspect we could start sooner than later and if council's happy with starting it right after easter i'm good with that too but um if there is a high wind event and there is cans out i am going to suggest and seek thought from council to see about maybe picking it up so these cans and debris aren't blown all over we don't we don't really have this councilman McAllister. we we don't really have a, a a history or a, a method of identifying we've had some pretty heavy windstorms and things in these last uh, couple of weeks too that have probably made that debris issue uh more important than it historically has been so that the challenges of recognizing the conditions is just as important as the duration of the timing uh especially when it comes to dpw and its efforts to keep the public safe the in in mind and certainly if you've got cans flowing across the street and blocking traffic or running out there there's just a, a myriad of issues here and uh, i guess uh, from my perspective uh, you as the director of the public works uh, should be in a better position to assess you know the condition of the community especially 
when your uh, workers are going out and assessing, you know, how much debris has fallen in Central Park and the other locations, maybe uh, a little discretion is going to be needed to allow you to uh, exercise the pickup, but not some way not to get the public to realize we're not doing this on a uh, on a whim, we're doing this because it needs to be done in that particular location. And please don't uh, put out more debris until we're ready to accept it. Something along that line. If I may. Yep, I'm good. Sorry, Mr. Brown. Uh, but that's all really helpful. I know that the, the public is very interested, right, Ms. Boltanis? You've had numerous inquiries about the timing. This is a little bit later of a Easter as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not as early. So um, potentially, if we could find a happy medium where DPW would be happy to start picking up a little bit sooner than the Monday after Easter. But obviously, we can certainly message to the public, like Mr. McAllister suggested, you know, to to lessen the impact of any potential high winds or anything like that. So would that possibly be something amenable? The starting in April? Dan, this is the borough secretary. Uh, do you have any projects that need to get done before yard debris begins? And if not, what would the date that you as director would suggest that yard debris start? Okay, as of right now, I started to um, not schedule projects for Mondays, not knowing when yard debris was to take place at this time. Now, I am uh, understood that ever since yard debris starts, we are to pick it up on Mondays um, unless a project or a major project or an event happens and then in, or a holiday, then it will be moved either the Friday or the day after. Um, but I'm sitting here looking at weather now on multiple different applications, and it looks like we're still going to be in the 60s and stuff like that from the seventh on and i know people are anxious to get out there now the other problem is is that we're noticing is when they do put it out and we have a heavy rain event um unintentionally you might add another 30 pounds to that yard debris can that our crew is picking up so the longer it sits out there the more water saturation it gets and Whatnot. Now, I'm not trying to pick the date up any. I'm just giving the insight from working on the streets themselves. Um, so, and if we were to go, and we normally pick up on Mondays, and Easter is currently the 18th, so we wouldn't pick up until the 25th of April. I, I believe the 18th is a Monday, Mr. Brown. And yes. And, and I believe. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Understand no, just... there are things outside <laughs> of your control, like like weather. Don't we owe it to our ta taxpayers and citizens a service, as long as there are no major projects, like Ms. Boltana suggested, that you have planned? What is the earliest possible time that we can start this service for our constituents without potentially creating more havoc for you and your crew? As it is, April fourth is the first Monday in April. Correct. And I'm 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 certainly agreeable to if your discretion at that time says we should start the pickup. That's when you should start the pickup. That's my perception. Yeah. I was going to meet you in the middle and say the eleventh. 
um, with the cold weather and stuff like that. That's just my suggestion. That's that way we get yard debris out. We can get people notified and maybe clean stuff up before Easter holiday. So they can possibly clean up around the house and whatnot. If they have family coming over and it's just, uh, it's not next week per se, but it's a, it's a happy medium. We can get through this cold snap and everything like that. And, um, in my opinion, I feel that's about the most appropriate. Well, given given the fact that we don't have a big windstorm or something on the 4th of April, I'm all for going the 11th. It's okay, Mike. Rest of council okay? Streets as well? Yes, ma'am. All right, we'll entertain a motion, please. Make a motion to uh, commence yard debris pickups on uh, April 11th. And uh, in the discretion of the uh, Department of uh, Public Works Executive Director, if it would then be to be so. <laughs> There's a motion on the floor from Mr. McAllister and a second from Mr. Jason Newbon. Is there any discussion on the motion? No. He was a second, Jason. There's no discussion on that motion. All in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you very much, uh, gentlemen, for that. Anything further from streets? All right, workplace safety. Anything from that committee, Mr. Newbell? We did have, uh, have a meeting. Um, we did have one minor incident where one of our trucks was scraped during training. Um, I believe we're doing some in-house repairs and taking care of that. Other than that, there's nothing else for workplace safety. All right, thank you. Any questions? Moving on to zoning. Mr. Rogello, Mr. Nelson. Okay, I'll start first. Mr. Nielsen certainly jump in anytime. Uh, just to quickly, in your packet, of course, is the report, uh, which I'm not going to read it for the time we're here, but you certainly can go through it and review to see what has gone on past month financially and take a look at year to date. This is the once for the time being, of course, we've done this category. Uh, beyond that, the Sonic Committee will be meeting tomorrow morning at 8.30. I'm hoping that, um, Attorney Henry, have you had a chance yet to look at some of the things we asked about for legal opinions on? For enforcement looked at several of them already and i shared some with Ms. Wilconis, but i think the other issue is i think it'll be borne out tomorrow the comparison of do we need quality of life if we're going to use the international property maintenance code okay. Okay. so we do have the capabilities to enforce those ordinances thank you mr nielsen I got a thanks you want to add to Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Is this for me? No, this is fireworks. Um, I have two questions. So, for the zoning uh, committee, we haven't met really, so I just have questions that I have to get answered. Um, will the new uh, zoning enforcement or the people that we hire to do zoning, will they give us a report? Like, will they give us a monthly report of what they're working on? No, they did not. Uh, they were supposed to give us something for the meeting for tomorrow. Um, I got an email this afternoon saying that he was ill, but he still planned on giving me something today for the meeting. And then I reminded them that there was a uh, virtual option to the meeting. So even if he wasn't didn't want to meet us in person, he could still do it over uh, virtually. But I still, as of this meeting, did not receive that report. Yeah, but we will, will get an update as to their progress in the borough. Yes, and then we have some items to tell you about them too. So okay, and then it my, should be an interesting meeting. 
and uh, we're going to discuss their ORI number tomorrow as well. Okay. And then uh, my last one is zoning related, but it's for the solicitor. What's going on with Lubkib over on Tracy Street? Tracy Street, Lubkib. What do you know if there's any movement over there? I know. Look at his face. He always does that. <laughs> I know he died. Yeah, they died. Yeah. So one ancillary letters have been filed here. I think the other mess was the other individual who died died in Africa. Oh. So I just I, I will check with counsel again. I know that the I think at the very least they did do a fair amount of cleanup mm. this past fall. I think. Mm. Uh, and I also thought that the, there was a potential for sale of that property but i haven't heard anymore but i'll, I'll check and i'll report back the next please do thanks that's all i have for now thanks thank you mr nelson i do believe that there is one more matter to potentially add to the agenda dependent upon the outcome of uh, a motion second and a vote um and mr Algella, if you were right. able to share that what we just receive this now the agenda uh, i'd like to make a motion that we are allowed to add one item to the agenda, and that is a notice of intent to adopt the ordinance, which we call the fireworks ordinance, chapter 110. I'm asking permission to add that to tonight's agenda. That's my motion. That's a motion on the floor from Mr. Agello. Is there a second to that motion? No, second. Second from Mr. McAllister. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing. But on the agenda, I'm sorry, but it was it was properly advertised and recorded everywhere. Um, and we just need to vote on it. Understood. Thank you, Ms. Boltanis. No discussion on the motion. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none. That is added to the agenda, and we could certainly take that up, considering we are under the zoning committee currently. So with that, I'd like to move that we adopt the, the proposed amendment to Chapter 110 Fireworks as advertised. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. Agello. Is there a second? Second. Ooh, second from Mr. Newbon, closer to me, okay. but, but simultaneous. Mr. Jason Newbon, correct. Sure. Any discussion on that motion? No. Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you so much for the catch there. And I know the zoning committee has that meeting tomorrow, but was there anything else for zoning tonight? Not at this time. Tomorrow, hopefully, we'll run Hope so. Thank you so much for that. We have some correspondence to go through tonight. Uh, actionable would include the Pennsylvania labor and industry violations for that elevator inspection. And I know that Mr. Uh, Nelson is very attentive to those corrections, uh, and they are on their way. I don't believe that unless anybody else has any uh, points to be made regarding that, that we need to take any action as that action is underway. Yep. All right. We have uh, <clears throat> non-actionable items of correspondence from Wayne County commissioners seeking cell tower placements. Uh, I do believe that they're trying to um, find locations that are ideal to address dead cell zones throughout the county. And I think that based on what Honesdale has currently, there are very few within the borough. West Street. Um, West Street has a dead zone. Totally dead. Really? Well, that's a good thing to know. Don't carry it. AT&T. West Street. Yeah. Go to Triangle Park if it won't work. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. We could potentially share that. 
um, with that committee as well. The PUC approval of application for Aqua Pennsylvania altercation uh, of the crossing at Chapel Street. I know that members of the public have brought up just how difficult that is to traverse with their vehicles um, and potentially if there is a application and uh, some infrastructure work there potentially the ride could be smoother hopefully after that and then Kubota also we received that notification of the ability to apply for the revitalization grant application all right on to unfinished business we have a discussion on chapter 195 overnight parking ban I know that that was in your packets as well uh, some information from the solicitor there I would entertain anything from council regarding the discussion on that overnight parking ban. Currently, that is a ban that's been in place uh, from, I believe, the beginning of December until the end of February, correct? March, 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 March 1st. 1st. Yeah. And uh, as we understand it, we do not have uh, in the ability to enforce mm -hmm. based on lack of uh, um, personnel. Mm -hmm. And so the discussion, I think, surrounds whether or not we want to find a way to to better approach this from a um, statutory standpoint. I like the re recommendation from the um, chief. I thought it was a very smart thing to do. Just have to declare a snow day. Don't park. If you do you park, you get a ticket. I think it's pretty easy. It looks. I think it's nice. Plus, it'll alleviate a lot of people complaining about parking in the wintertime. So I think it's a win-win. But uh, Mr. Mayor? It seems reasonable to me as well. And if we have extra enforcement opportunities with these new ORI numbers, then I feel like the shorter notice when we have to declare an emergency would be enough to uh, get some people out there. Mm -hmm. so. Just for members of the public who may or may not be aware, when a snowstorm does hit, it is very helpful to not have vehicles on the main thoroughfares. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it was also noted by the solicitor that there are certain um, roadways that, that do not allow for any parking on those roadways during the event of those already. So um, this would just add a little bit more teeth when a snow declaration is or snow emergency is declared. Right. All right. Would we want to entertain a motion then on, motion on moving forward? That you would be allowed to park on the street. This is I would like to make a motion this evening that for next for next month's meeting that we proceed with further details and have an exact plan lined up. Now what committee should handle that is my next question. I move that we do it and hope it's a good it. Streets? Streets. Or public safety. Yeah. Okay. So Jason or Jason. Jason or Jason. <laughs> Bingo. Okay. One of his committees. <laughs> Would that be all right? I'll, I'll ask him to make, I'm going to withdraw my motion if you want to make a motion. No, no. I might make ready. I make a motion that we direct uh, the streets committee to investigate and to come forward with a suggestion for a promotion for a motion to make it our next meeting. Second. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. Agello, second from Jason Newbon. Any discussion on the motion? Mr. Jennings, you, you might have just wanted some clarification. No, we're good. All right. Hearing no discussion, any uh uh, we'd like to hold a vote. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. We'll move forward with that for the upcoming meeting in April. Thank you.
All right, on to new business. Anybody with new business this evening? Uh, this is Kim Emmett. I'm sorry? Uh, this is Kim Emmett. I don't know if this is the time for me to request this, but um, I uh, requested last year that uh, we be able to put up blue ribbons on the parking meters in April for Autism Awareness Month. And this would be a perfect opportunity, Ms. Emmett, as we uh, move into the public comment period. We could take you as public comment if that works for you. Sure. Sure, go ahead. Uh, please uh, spell your name for us as well and share with us uh, your affiliation then or, or, or local address, please. Sure. Um, Kim, K-I-M, Emmett, E-M-M-E-T. Um, last year, we partnered with Pike Autism Support Services, and uh, my agency is called Community Vocational Services, and each April, we put up blue ribbons um, for Autism Awareness Month, so we're able to put ribbons in Milford and Hawley, and we'd like to be able to put them in Honesdale as well. Um, they have a small little card attached to the ribbon to explain uh, what autism awareness is, and we'd like to be able to do that again. We did it last year. We'd like to be able to do it again this year. Thank you, and that would uh, begin on Friday, correct? Yes, and then we'll remove them at the end of the month. Very good. Ms. Okay. I just want to state that uh, if approval is given, then we require a representative to meet with the director of public works because then he will go in with them to show them so that we don't have any issues with the parking meters themselves. We don't want anything to interfere with the operation or repair of the meters. Understood. Thank you. Yes, we, we did that last year. Thank you so much, Ms. Emmett. Uh, so my understanding is that you would need uh, an approval from council tonight, uh, adding that to the agenda as well prior to that. Um, this is a practice that has been done in the past and due to the fact that we don't have another public meeting until April 11th, we could entertain having a member of council make a motion to add this to the agenda and then we're able to uh, make a motion to approve these uh, autism awareness ribbons for parking meters in town. I make a motion to add it to the agenda. Mr. Mr. Jennings with a motion, Mr. McAllister with a second. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, that has been added to the agenda. Now we would entertain a motion for approval. To make a motion to approve it. Mr. Jennings with a motion. Second. Second with Mr. Jared Newbon. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you, Ms. Emmett. We'll, uh, direct you um, to work with Ms. Boltanis and the DPW director to ensure that we uh, follow best procedures for those parking meters as well this year. And Kim, I will, Kim will send the approval to the email that you sent the request to, So, but you need to follow up and make arrangements with the DPW director whose contact information will be in that approval before you put up the ribbons, okay? Thank you so much, yes. Thank you, Ms. Emmett. Is there anybody else? I know Ms. Pesciuta was hanging out there and uh, apologies for the lengthy time that you had to wait to speak tonight. Um, if you did want to speak to us regarding your request to hold the parade in Honesdale yes. and Memorial Day. Thank you so much. Um, I am on, I was under the impression that um, I could jump on this evening and um, one, let you know that we, the VFW post 531, we would like to hold again the Memorial Day Parade. Um, I am representing them as their planner 
Um, we have prepared the application, the TE300 through KennDOT, as well as the borough application for road closure. Um, and we are requesting that we are able to hold the same parade route that we did last year. We understand that most of um, the borough police is unable to help us um, this year. Last year, they were able to give us, I believe, one or two officers. But after speaking with Chief Southerton, I understand that that is not an option this year. So bringing to your attention that all traffic points would be um, coordinated by a state uh, traffic certified controller, um, which we have um, been working closely with Chuck Shelp in order to coordinate those traffic controllers, um, which is another reason why we are requesting the same route that we used last year, opposed to the old route from generations past that we've all known and loved from North Maine. Um, but due to the ability to recruit a proper amount of state certified traffic controllers, we have in front of you the shorter version where we have committed enough traffic controllers for that route at this time. Okay, Ms. Pashuda, I know that this is uh, something that just came into council's um, hands tonight. And being that this uh, parade would be scheduled and held uh, traditionally then on the uh, Memorial Day Monday, would this be something that we could take back into committee, if that's okay, and come back at the 11th of February, or, sorry, April, April to uh, to then uh, approve that uh, road closure and parade request? My only hesitation with that um, would just be that we wouldn't then make the deadline for PennDOT's application. They request that we have two months out. Now, last year with COVID, if I went off of that, they did allow us to submit late but I don't know if that was due to the special circumstances of the state allowing parades so last minute. Um, so I would just be afraid that if we push into April 11th, we might lose out on the opportunity of holding the parade from the state side. This is Councilman McAllister, and I, I've reviewed the request to hold the parade and looked at the conditions and uh, Mr. Pachuda's, uh, or Ms. Pachuda, I guess, in any case, it looks like it's uh, completed appropriately, and I, I don't see any reason we couldn't approve this uh, this evening if the if the rest of the council agrees. The only thing I was yeah. oh sure, absolutely, thank you, Mr. Agel. Um The only thing I was questioning here, uh, Mr. McAllister, was just, and I know Ms. Pashuda alluded to it, the police chief approval um, that is not noted on the application. And I understand that that's potentially because of um, the inability to staff that. Um, however, you know, certainly if we are under the gun, so to speak here, to get this approved for the PennDOT timeframe, Ms. Patanis, I can see her. I was gonna raise my hand, but I was waiting for you to it's speak. Okay. Uh, Cause this would also be a good time and the police chief is on at this time, but it to for a council to actually take a look at the form and actually see uh, if there should be changes at or alterations to the actual request form. Um, as uh, Jessica had alluded, PennDOT has uh, this is a state ruling that they cannot, anyone cannot hold a parade without the municipality's approval. And she's correct, PennDOT does have a two month uh, request. 
and uh, Jessica, I'll let you speak to their COVID restrictions. In the past, uh, requests went to Dunmore during the COVID situation, they were going down to Harrisburg. And Jessica, do you know if they are still going to Harrisburg or are they back doing it at their district offices? I believe it's still going to Harrisburg. Okay, so then there would be a time delay in them getting back to her, okay? So the municipality has to, their requirement is to provide a municipal support letter. And so what council has done in the past is design their request, the borough's request, is very similar to the state one. So we've always asked the police chief to sign off on it because there's usually participation by it. But since we don't have a really a police force that could participate, do we want to alter the form because we're going to have three or four other requests for parades. This is the first one that came in. This is the time to alter the form if you're going to do that. And if I could just make note, Judy, on the TE 300 on the state form, when it refers to the police, whether it be the Pennsylvania State Police or the borough police, it only um, asks if there's going to be the need of a police escort in which they require police to then be involved, but it's a separate section on the application when it refers to having uh, state certified traffic controllers. That's on just, the PennDOT form, which I gave them the borough form to look at tonight. But uh, just to note that the state breaks it up into sections where they don't require the police to necessarily be the traffic controllers. But uh, since we're talking more broadly tonight with other requests, I have seen, and I'm sure the chief uh, can attest, some of the forms come in and say traffic control is being done by the police. And that's not true. So I'm going to let the police chief speak to it if he wants. We actually had several incidents last year in other parades where um, they said they were going to have traffic control, but they did. Some of them I was lucky enough to be able to scramble some people. One of them, we actually had uh, intersections that weren't covered. My concern is when I signed on these, it was usually because we were saying we were gonna provide police coverage. I can't do that anymore. So there really is no sense or reason for me to be signing or approving these application forms. Sounds good. All that said, uh, due to the fact that we want to uh, potentially have this parade go off without a hitch. Uh, would council like to make a motion to add this to the agenda tonight? And then we can always address the issues of the application when the time suits. Mm -hmm. I make a motion to add it to the agenda. Second, Thank you, Mr. Second, Jennings man. with a motion, Mr. Nielsen with a second. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Now we would just need a motion to uh, approve this application from Ms. Bashuda uh, on behalf of the VFW. Thank you so much, Councilman. I'm sorry, this is Councilman McAllister here. Uh, the Chief has certain concerns, which gives me certain concerns, and yet uh, the document that we have before us says that uh, the applicant agrees to consultation prior to submission as required with the Homedale Borough Police Chief. Bill, I guess this was not an application we had trouble with last year. They provided uh, very good traffic control. And really, that's not the issue here. It's, I want to be clear with you guys that we are no longer able to provide police coverage. So there, it makes no sense for me to be signing these forms 
as an approval. Um, we're just not having, we don't have anything to do with them now. But this was not a parade that we had a trouble with last year. Well, I, I don't see anywhere on this form where your signature is appended. Is there another document that the chief is expected to sign? Judy, can you show them? Yes. Second um, page. Said, on the back. On the back. Where the map is. Bill. Okay. There you go. Police chief approval. Okay. Because there are many times. Oh, I'm sorry. There are many times uh, that these forms come in, and, and the chief is not at a meeting or something to discuss stuff with council. So it was always been a requirement that they cons uh, consult with the police department. But I think what people are not understanding is the police chief is saying there will be no coverage while this parade is going on. Isn't that what you're saying, Chief? Yeah, there'll be no participation by the police department in traffic control. We right. have to provide coverage you know, okay. on we're on, but we will not be able to provide people, and maybe not even coverage when the parade's on. And especially you're asking me to make a commitment for something that's gonna be held a month or two months from now I can't guarantee that there's you know, people call off sick, they take personal days. So I can't tell you that we're going to have anybody, even one person available on that night. I understand that, Chief. I, but I, what I guess I'm trying to get at is this document where it has police chief approval. It's it's and it shows a date and it says then sent to council for approval with our date and then the council official. Uh, is there an issue here since everyone including the council is aware that no police officers are going to be involved in the procedures or the operation of the parade does that in essence prevent you from signing this document i i would ask you bill what am i approving them what are you asking me to approving it because they because everybody's agreed that you don't need to be present mr henry yes absolutely Mr. President, I, I would suggest that if you're acting on the motion, amend the motion to strike paragraph three and add to paragraph five the fact that the BFW will provide traffic control as indicated by state certified traffic controllers. Okay. I make said motion. <laughs> Mr. Jennings with a motion. Is there a second? I second it. Second from Mr. Nilsen. That would be striking number three and amending number five to have the uh, appropriate certified state traffic controllers uh, in lieu of the police department. Is there any discussion on the motion? I just have one point that I want to add, if that's okay. Uh, certified traffic uh, controllers or um, flaggers are always an issue. My recommendation would be to maybe develop some sort of pool of people that we could make readily available for these parades because this is literally the only sticking point with any parade that mm -hmm. we have besides police coverage we've now addressed that issue that we will no longer be providing that as a service we will be available for coverage but not from a flagging perspective the jc's have like nine thousand people covering the parade why why wouldn't we just like say hey jc's like do us do a solid can you promote it to your pool Great. So, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, maybe as the borough, one of the services that we can do is just generate a pool of people that you say, hey, here's the list of people. If you're having problems getting, you know, troubles getting people to 
to do the trap do the traffic stuff. Traffic. So I know that sometimes there's a cost. There are many volunteers in and around the area that are you know available as well to help mitigate that cost. Mm -hmm. That's what my recommendation would be. So I appreciate the hard work that went into getting this form completed and all the discussion around it. But that's that's just one idea, not the solution, just an idea maybe to explore at a later date. If I, if I can speak to that as well, I know uh, my whole family of the four or five of us, we all took the course and we took it with Chucky Shell. There was at least 16 or 20 people in that course and we've all offered it and have volunteered our services for the parade. So I think there is a pretty good pool. That's awesome. I think where we got jammed up on one of the last ones was it came to a rain date. Yeah. So a lot of the people when it came to the rain date were booked for other events, but were ready and willing to do the first parade. Cool. So I think there is a Great. decent pool. Maybe we can expand that pool, but that would be that would be something to consider. That's all. Thank you. I could add on that as well. I think that is a really great idea to be able to combine the different committees of parades that all are doing the same thing, which is recruiting these traffic controllers. Like you said, Check Shelf does have a great list started, and that's what he has been using. And it would be amazing to get to the point where, you know, if we had a large enough pool, we could put bring the parade back to the original route from North Main all the way down. The problem is. Mm -hmm. You know, right now we go from needing about eight to ten to twenty-four to thirty, um, and it's just with a, as a holiday weekend, and you know, families who love the parade and want to be a part of it don't really want to be stuck on different streets um, without their families. But I think that pool is a, just a really great idea and would really ease a lot of the stress of this parade planning process. Thank you, Ms. Pashuda. Thank you to members of council. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries, and we do appreciate you bringing this to us in a timely manner here, Ms. Pashuda, to get it approved. Certainly uh, reach out to the borough should you need anything further. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Comment going forward, if we get things that have color-coded routes and routes, don't give us a black and white copy. Please. It's so confusing. It's all gray. <laughs> Understood. And Ms. Bashuda, well, I think I spoke with Ms. Pultanis to, to work on potentially having an overall calendar for the borough so that we can look ahead at time frames that we would need this kind of information so that we're avoiding these last minute type of submissions to council. And I know that you're on a volunteer basis. You guys have a lot going on with you know, all the service to your community. So we appreciate everything. I think just for our sake here in the planning stages, it'd be good to be able to see from a from a distant perspective what we need and when. Um, I so couldn't agree you, more. I think that's a great idea. Thank you so much. Any further public comment concerning agenda or non-agenda items tonight, both from those folks in attendance or online? Hearing none, we'll entertain any announcements. Ms. Boltanis is- I'm going on vacation. She's, she's very, very giddy about this. Uh, we, Not gonna think about you at all. <laughs> we'll have to call an emergency meeting, an emergency meeting just prior to your departure, and we will need your services rendered to council. Understood, Judy, understood. Should we be gone? Congratulations on a well-deserved Yes, enjoy. Take lots of pictures. All right, review and authorization to pay bills, Mr. Newbon, Mr. McCallister, please. 
Sure. I move to authorize payment of invoices in the general fund list in the amount of $36,784.91. There's a motion on the floor for Mr. Jared Newbot. Is there a second? Second for Mr. James Jennings. Any discussion? I have a question, Mr. Councilman Nilsson. So in the bills uh, payable here, if you go in there to page two of six, you have down uh, a bill, 600 bucks, reinstall air handler police chief's office. It hasn't been done yet. Do we pay for it? Hasn't been done yet? Or do we have to get done and we pay it? I was under the impression it was done. Is it not done? Not done. Correct. Yeah, I remember signing the purchase order for John Franklin from mm -hmm. That may have signed the same. Yeah. So, so is it our expectation? You can approve it and Or you can make Jerry do a subtraction. Well, there's more on here that I want to know what's what if you don't. <laughs> so. Uh, would it be all right with with council and municipal tennis and certainly uh if not that's fine but waiting until that job has been completed to to then send remit payment for that right. to I resolve it very good yeah. okay all right page three of six at the bottom n-e-i-c or n-i-c consultants is that from previous work before we hired the new zoning people? It's from March of 22. Oh, okay, so it's old. I go through this. I don't know if you guys go through. I go through this. <laughs> Just so you know, NEIC, will you always have a monthly bill from them? Oh, really? They don't They're take, the UCC. They didn't, oh, they didn't take all the UCC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. There was another one, but see if we can find it. I guess there wasn't another one. All right, so we're we gonna give Mr. Franklin six hundred bucks or what? I think the uh, he's not gonna get the check until we know that the job's done. Good. We're just approving payment when job is complete. Okay, good. I'll be the one that holds on to that before we give it to anybody. Understood. <laughs> all right. Any further discussion on the motion? Hearing none. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none. The motion carries. I move to authorize payment of invoices in the ACH slash slash resolution number 2017-017 list in the amount of $676.55. There's a motion on the floor from Jared Newbon. Is there a second? Second. Second from Mr. McAllister. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. I move to authorize payment of invoices in the liquid fuels fund list in the amount of $6,168.30. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. Jared Newbon. Is there a second? Second. Second from Mr. Nilsson. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. I move to authorize payment of invoices in the uniform pension fund list in the amount of $3,603.00. There's a motion on the floor for Mr. Jared Newbon. Is there a second? Second. Second for Mr. McAllister. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you. That's all. Very much appreciate that. Uh, unless anybody else has a reason to, there's no need for an executive session tonight. And before I entertain a motion for adjournment, I am remiss not to have mentioned um, the great loss that our community suffered recently. Um, Mr. Rudy Shemitz, uh, 
built this with his hands, this right here. And he did that out of love for his community. And I think that uh, all of our hearts are with the family right now as they grieve that loss. He's done a lot for our community. And uh, not just this, but this is pretty emblematic of the kind of guy Rudy was. So thank you to him and to uh, to his family, Ms. Platanis. And also the lifeguard chairs at the pool. Oh, he did those as well. Okay. Very talented man and uh, has changed this community for the better. So thank you. Anybody else? Here, here. I'll entertain a motion for adjournment. Uh, I move to adjourn the meeting at 825. Thank you, Mr. Nielsen. There's a motion on the floor. Is there a second? Second. Second for Mr. Jared Nubon. All in favor, say aye. 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 Motion carried. We are adjourned. Thank you to each and every. Motion uh, yeah, to adjourn at 825. This conference will now be recorded.